0: On. Oh yeah!
1: Performance, Performance enhancing, enhancing audio. audio. This is the State of Combat podcast with Brian Campbell. Oh
0: yeah! You hear that sound? Yes, the sweet sound in your ear hole. It is the State of Combat, and I don't, I don't want to tell jokes. I don't want to say anything except what needs to be said. Okay, uh, Judge Wapner, you are next, my friend. <laughs>
1: it doesn't fit, if it doesn't fit, you must so I've, been, I've been sitting here for 10
0: minutes
2: while over this rap sheet
0: of, of yours. Uh, here's the deal. I got Rafe Bugs. It's B.C. right here. Let me look you up. Canelo Alvarez Dateline Tuesday has sent his suitors to hell. It is a lawsuit claiming $285 million of unpaid wages Ten counts of everything from lying to fiduciary douching. It is Canelo Alvarez versus the world as he has filed a lawsuit in California federal court against his own. Against Golden Boy Promotions. Against Oscar De La Hoya. Against who? Let me bring in my man right here, the New York Times best-selling offer. You can read his stuff on BetYourAss.com. Rafe Bartholomew, are you ready to talk Canelo? I was born
1: ready. Born <laughs> ready. And we're ready for
0: the Uh Only he's not going to be ready to fight anytime soon because he's going to be fighting in the courtroom. Rafe, give me your two cents, brother. It's, it's on like Donkey Kong. As your former colleague Mike Koppinger of The Athletic reported, Canelo is now ready for the fight of his life.
2: Brian, let's take a minute to talk about Canelo Alvarez's tort game. That was a brief conversation. Oh,
0: wow. wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rafe, you do have a vast history in law, right? Can you uh... (laughs) –
2: I, I did take law and ethics of journalism. By the way, nice Sergi Kovalev shirt, you racist bastard. <laughs>
0: well, I thought about this. You're re- you're referencing Morning Combat, which, by the way, uh, we are on the uh, the the end days of the SOC. Doesn't mean you and I are going away, but uh, there will be a merging coming up. Of course, Morning Combat. a Couple weeks. Uh, look, 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 look.
2: I don't. I, look, I, don't, you I think get I can? you and Luke like to touch tips, but we we ain't serving tri tip at this buffet, Brian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had an orgy for two days. Yeah, never
2: touched
0: so many men's tips in my life. Uh, so here's the deal on Monday's, Tuesday's Morning Combat because of the holiday. I did wear a Sergii Kovalev t-shirt, and I did ask myself the same question. It's an ethics question. I mean, ethics and yeah. boxing yeah. don't morally yeah. mix.
2: I'm Brian Campbell. Do I like to uh, promote racist imagery on Twitter and beat women and throw money at women on
1: airplanes? He belongs on my crime channel here on YouTube. But when I looked closer at the entire Sergei, Sergei Kovalev, and, you know, right, I've looked at a lot of guys.
0: When I looked at the entire man, I also looked around the walls of my office at my other so-called heroes around me. And do you know who's hero to my right? Floyd Mayweather. You know who's the hero to my left? Conor McGregor. Uh, you know, they get handsy, too. So I've decided, uh, Rafe, not that we can all get that way, but that, you know, it's OK to love the art, but not the artist. Right. Isn't that what you used to say about being a, uh, a big RuPaul fan of, of his music?
2: Look, RuPaul being canceled for for making a deal with fracking is, uh, is, I think, a minor offense. But you know what, man? I I can't I can't help myself. I still love me some "Step in the Name of Love" remix. I still love "Okay" uh, "Down Low" remix. I love. Kells, man. I grew up with him. I can't I can't quit him. Okay. I can't quit you. Thank you very much. Uh Brian. But just the let's same. Get back. Canelo. Hi, canelo. Hi we gotta talk about
0: it. How my boxing fans just the same. Yes, look, here's the big story, and it is big. It's massively big. When we're talking about the biggest star in the sport, not fighting potentially in twenty twenty. And now taking that further where he's ready to blow up everything. And you know what? Quick analysis, right off the top. Go for it. Do that thing, because here's the deal, Rafe. Canelo has been insanely loyal to Golden Boy Promotions through the Richard Schaefer-Al Heyman thing, through, you know, multiple public moments of Oscar being a freak, through everything. But the stuff he's accusing them now at this point is, is pretty serious stuff. He's basically saying... Important things were not disclosed to him, like reportedly DeZone saying Canelo owes us two dates per year and one, quote unquote, premier opponent. Now, look, that's a that's a box of scarves to begin with that you can choke yourself with, because uh, now reportedly DeZone is saying both Sergei Kovalev and and Danny Jacobs weren't. "Quote unquote" premier opponents, so they can you know they can pound some sand for that well, one. Okay, let's, let's
2: pause right here for the cause, Brian, and dig into this premier op- premier boxing opponents, PBOS, as I you're like serious. to call them. Yeah, you're serious? in the Bartholomew household. I mean, they're saying
0: Callum Smith not 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 premier. They're saying Billy
2: Joe Saunders not premier. I don't care who's not premier. I care who is premier because that is hilarious. Our guy Dan the Man. Free from the chains, the shackles of the worldwide leader, killing it right now with the reporting, has an amazing Twitter thread today about what the uh, zone considered premier opponents going into 2020, this round of fights. They had Gennady Golovkin, so they still want that trilogy fight, and then a couple of skinheads, Brian. Whoa. It was Whoa. Khabib. You didn't let me I will I, I have this t- open in do. my tabs I brother do. I will I read do. it to you out loud. Okay? Okay. <laughs> the zone approved Callum Smith and BJS or maybe just BJ's for Canelo, but not as premium guys. I want guys <laughs> and wanted to dramatically cut license fee. I'm told the zone would consider Parentheses, not joking. De La Hoya, Jorge Masvidal, and Habib, premium foes. Even oh, though Oscar yeah. is forty-seven, not since 08. and uh, I think he meant not sin- not fought since 08. Even though Habib and other guys aren't boxers.
0: And Habib, by the way, you know one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. Uh, puts on his panties and in lays you know and ground, and ground and pounds you doesn't doesn't is not even a boxer in the MMA sense um it's it's laughable and by the way this might be the time seriously for 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 Canelo to to go in there and say all right Oscar all right Dizone you want to do this I'll I'll fight Oscar I'm going to send him and your entire streaming app to hell okay that's what but no look it's not that's going to happen in the courtroom and it's justified here because. Uh, Canelo learned a lot from Floyd he probably should have learned a little bit sooner to do what you said last episode go the Miguel Cotto route Uh, be go a la carte every fight biggest suitor available you can still do the Canelo legacy which look let's be honest let's give Big Red what he deserves yeah yeah tainted meat did enter the lexicon yes there's two other bad sins in his life three to be honest one he waited out Triple G two years.
2: Come on, come on. You're going to do my man Solis like this? Two, he sent Archie Solis to hell on a sidewalk over some girl. He beat a
0: 112-pound man outside of a bar. You know what I'm saying? And then he took his girl. (laughs) Abby Solis? Make a long story short, you know,
1: um, they broke up. Probably wouldn't hit her hard enough. And now she's with a heavy hitter.
0: Uh, Yeah, heavy hitter was Canelo. And then the other sin was the really weird... Uh, tattoo collection he's got on the inside of his left forearm, including his wife's eyeballs, but that's another topic for another story. Um, He's been great for us as boxing fans as sort of the the guy on top of the mountain, the guy carrying the flag of of the sport. He fights the best, seemingly all the, like 90% of the time, okay? He can do that even more in a potential a la carte style and make a lot of money. So this is, look, it's past due for him to stand up and say, you know what, I'm sorry, Golden Boy. You're a clown show. Oscar, you're you're. This is a clown show, okay? And I'm not doing this clown show thing anymore. Um, I know that the the crux of the real thing of why this is happening is this. There's a couple of reasons, right? I mean, this is zone struggling. They just laid off some people. I mean, they're, they're just struggling. The you know, Live Gate my ass, all that. They're struggling. But yeah, there there's some there's some legitimate it seems bait and switchery here about uh, the things that Golden Boy is not telling canelo about their relationship with the and you know what i do kind of respect canelo to be like i never signed a contract saying i have to fight Gennady. all right yeah it makes sense to the survival of the but i didn't sign that deal that's on oscar okay that's on the and i know well,
2: we- brian let's let's let me let me let's let's pause again for the cause here um i think I'm all for Canelo making his money and getting the 35 mil per fight that he's guaranteed under this deal. The zone trying to back out of that, they can't do that. It's like part of Dan the Man's good thread from this morning compared it to a bad long-term baseball contract. You know, when the Albert Pujols or A-Rod, they start that, the last five years of those 20-year baseball contracts can get pretty ugly. And you know what? and, and, that could be the case with this, where not not because Canelo isn't performing, but because things have changed in the world and in the business world, and all of a sudden the zone is holding a bag that they don't want to pay anymore. But it doesn't matter. You you signed it. You got it. You got to live up to your obligations. Yeah. So when it, when it Canelo is in bag. the right there, but you
1: have a little bit of fun with the bag. You play with
2: it. Canelo is in the right there, and I agree. He is a great. Character for boxing because he is a, a a great fighter on the merits as well as a person you can love and hate depending on which aisle you see he's a per he's a great villain he also is a huge pain in the ass oh, all right? get out look, of here. His- you hate
0: gingers from day one has done is, more don't great bring in
2: any kind of don't don't make this a ginger sport. on ginger crime thing okay Canelo
0: has done more great for our stupid sport than he's than he's ever done bad I already laid out the four deadly sins of Canelo's career they are greatly outnumbered by what he's given us all right Um
2: all right look there look. was no hey man, contract un- blank okay
1: Yeah You know hey you're really going to act this way
2: Really I am going to act this way. Foolish. I am going to be a blank. You're out here lathering Canelo's balls, and I don't <laughs> want to hear it quite that much, Brian. We can be a little more measured, even if Canelo is in the right here and and contractually in terms sorry, of the money sorry. he deserves. Uh, I do
0: like
1: ginger. Sorry,
0: whether it's you, corn, Canelo. All right, I do. I do.
2: Okay? I'm not even going there right now, Brian. We can we can lay this out objectively. All right, rather than than buttering up this 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 gingerbread man here, uh, it's it's just uh, Canelo is what is wrong with us, man? What the f is wrong with us? Uh, I don't. I as far as I know, there was no cut. The, the DAZN contract with Golden Boy didn't stipulate either that Canelo – had to fight triple G I guess there was this vague essentially meaningless language about premium opponents that you can that both sides can go back and forth over forever without reaching any like meaningful uh middle ground now if Oscar was in there when they cut the deal that long night, that good old John Skipper, shout to the Skipper. You're, you're, you're killing it, man. You're uh, killing they, it. They didn't just cut a deal that night, okay? You
0: know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah, oh, God, good God. You you know. Know
1: what I got for Oscar. I
0: got fish,
2: <laughs> That great night with the Skipper where they made this deal. If Oscar at that time in 2018 said, yeah, why? of course we could make the third Triple G fight. Why not? I don't see any reason why not. Well, one everyone in boxing thought that was the case because there was no legitimate reason not to make that fight immediately after the second. Uh, and two, it, it doesn't matter if it wasn't, it, you it would be illegal to put that into the contract because it's, it would breach the Ali act to, no, to stuff have your a, Ali act into your PVC no, look, hole. That's why right? that's what you of uh, network cannot say, who a fighter fights the fighter gets
0: Networks that ultimate decision. are the promoters these days. And you know, this Rafe, all
2: right, Brian. All right. And so if, if the zone bid on that and look, I, I, again, everyone thought that it shouldn't be that hard to make this fight a third time. They're in the same weight class. The scales are, uh, the momentum is shifting drastically towards tainted meat. Canelo. He, he, you know, he he one very closely. The second fight And Triple G looked old and kept looking older. The fight seemed to be on the path. It was Canelo's decision, which is his right to make the decision, but a weird decision that he no longer wanted to do. He wanted to twist the knife a little bit.
0: Because Triple G said he saw the tracks, bro. We've been down this road, okay? We've been doing... uh, Beat his ass in the ring again. Doping shaming from the beginning. He was doping. He was caught doping. Yes. Yes. OK, yeah. Well, that's one of the four deadly sins. But how about the 50 great things that this man has done? So we've already covered that DeZone effed up by trying to cut a discount here with a guaranteed deal. But, yeah, I, I would go as far as accusing Oscar, whether it was, you know, 3 a.m. and he must be lonely with John Skipper or not, of probably guaranteeing that. Now, Golden Boy did give a statement to your boy. If it's not
2: in writing. It's not a guarantee, dog.
0: I mean, look, I could I could
2: take a dump in a box and market guaranteed, right? That's right, right. Tommy boy, Tommy boy, logic rules the day here. That's what I'm but saying. There's
0: just so much hypocrisy in boxing. I, I just find that all incredibly hypocritical. Anyway, cop got a got a quote from his ex what, what, landlord. What would
2: you describe quoting your ex landlord in your story about a lawsuit? <laughs> By the it, way, I not remember, hypocritical, I but it's. Stephen something.
0: Friedman got let go from Golden Boy as like Oscar's personal PR guy. I don't know. Anyway, they say so. Look, Friedman says on behalf of Golden Boy, they never guaranteed a thing. The Zone hasn't commented on it, so we're only obviously again. Let's be fair; we're only hearing one side of the story. But I'm going to go to bat for Big Red here and, and say ultimately, Rafe that. He's got to leave all these clown shows. I'm sorry, right now, DeZone's a freaking clown show. Tell me it's not. Try, try and remotely. Well, tell I'm me not, not. trying.
2: Who is gonna look? zone uh, Look, I want someone. You know what? what lawsuit. I want to see. Let's start a class action lawsuit to get our hundred dollars back from these <laughs> jerk offs. Because I it's DAZN effed up what they're doing. Was gonna um,
1: hit us between the eyes with some great fights. Who's Canelo gonna fight? Tom Dick or Harry? sorry dude
0: harry's a not be connor or oscar Pre- harry's not
2: deemed premier um but, but- your fa- what's the most outrageous like just not a boxer celebrity that would make sense for his own as a premier boxing opponent we going back to the logan paul yeah uh well uh michael jordan come out of retirement terry uh, Cruz. Who- <laughs>
0: Uh I don't I don't I don't know. I I yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah, no, sorry. How about Mike Tyson against Canelo? I guess that's the I, I guess that's what Dezone deems is, is That's
2: uh, that's a that is the dream fight for Dezone. Thank you. You really really help him boxing out with that.
0: Well, you know, starting soon if you haven't already. I don't got that Dezone shit. I mean, that's the direction we're going here. So here's let, let's talk about the 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 bombs that have a potential here to go off, okay? Number 1, again, no matter how this goes, Canelo ain't fighting anytime soon. That's bad for boxing, but you know what's bad for Golden Boy—the fact that Canelo represents. If you've if you've seen reports put out there by some of the business journalists between <laughs> the last
2: time that Golden Boy was in a lawsuit when they when they tried to sue Al Heyman and 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 got their asses handed to them,
0: it found out that Canelo makes up, depending on the year, between ninety and one hundred and seven percent. I don't know how that's possible. Of of Golden Boy's annual revenue, which says, yeah, they might have that that good-looking guy Lemieux, and they may have a couple prospects in Virgil Ortiz and and what's left of Ryan Garcia's uh, trust for them, but they're 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 out of business without Canelo. True or false?
2: Very true.
0: Okay, then let's talk about the zone. Without Canelo, I mean, they might be out of business anyway. I mean, there were layoffs this week. It wasn't much. There wasn't you know it was a few, but I mean this is this is a monster headline just for the impact that it has on two of the biggest, you know, power brokers in the sport at the moment, DAZN and Golden Boy. They happen to be unified, but, I mean, you know, the walls are crying. You think Eddie Hearn swoops in and fixes this whole thing and says, you know, I'll give some of my $1 billion to, to to Canelio and he can, you know. Work.
2: Um, I, If there's an opportunity there for Eddie to swoop in and get some, you know, get – somehow make a killing off of it sure yeah if there's a way for sharks circling to profit off of this yeah they will but i otherwise i'm thinking they're just like in like homer simpsoning their way into that bush you know eddie being like you know what i'm gonna stay on my side of the pond put on these very good fights between european fighters and just stay the f out of whatever business is going on over there i know thank you um Canelo yeah it's it's really bad. It's not just bad for Canelo and Golden Boy it's bad for all of the Golden Boy fighters and they have a really good young stable. They have fighters who yeah, I mean and, and insert Rave's obligatory Blair Cobbs joke but fighters who actually matter too like Virgil Ortiz, and some of the younger guys, I mean, it's like there's some legit guys. They, they have guys. They have beautiful guys. Yeah. And their careers are going to be delayed as well. The the manager, you know, um,
0: the uh, Tim little...
2: Newhouse was talking about this this morning. Uh, and it's just – it 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 bums me out, man. That because if Dazone if DAZN and Golden Boy are tied up, Dazone doesn't want to make even the lesser cards for for that that don't have anything to do with Canelo. Then all these fighters' careers are just on hold.
0: Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. We want people that that want to fight Canelo.
1: Three special words bring me Canelo.
0: I think that's what Eddie's saying right now. But um. <sighs> I don't, you know, we're we're past the point of reconciliation, right? There's no there's no plea bargain deal. There's no compromise here. This is, oh, going of course, to...
2: there is. I mean, Brian, there there, the points of reconciliation, perhaps with the zone, because like I said last week, I think that the zone probably wants out of boxing in the U.S. market, perhaps out of boxing altogether. Um, and so if this, if they can you know, pay some of that money down and make all of this go away, then maybe they will, maybe they're into that and they can go try and, you know, sell uh, whatever, Bundesliga rights in Japan. They probably already do that and make a decent living and make decent money doing it. All right, put, put on your lawyer um, cap. Put on your but, lawyer cap.
0: I want to read you copy.
2: Whoa, 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 give me a second. Give me a second here. Um, But if Canelo and go- Golden Boy ain't going to let, canelo go they're not going to be like let's settle we'll cut you know we'll cut you a check go have a nice life no he is the business they're gonna they have to fight this they can't let him out and you know dan goosen beat andre ward in court the promoters sometimes win these things and then they just and then the fighter just has to go back and fight for the promoter until the contract is up
0: yeah there's only there's only uh yeah you're right you're right right there um I don't know. I don't know. I got to ask you this, though. Have you read the 24-page lawsuit? Have you read it? I
2: am 11 pages into it. And I've seen clips from other fun stuff online. I wish – I wanted to get all the way through before we recorded this this morning. But, uh, you know, I had some your ass betting to tend to. And, yes, yes. and uh, I did have a good DM conversation with listener Homer who, despite – being a believer in equilibrium shots yes. is a lawyer and and gave me some really thank you, Homer. You, All right, well, let you, me, you made me the man I am today.
0: Let me ask you this then. OK, um, here's some copy from Canelo's lawsuit. Despite Alvarez's successes, both DeZone and Golden Boy have broken the promises they made to each other, to Alvarez and to boxing fans in doing so. Defendants have breached their respective contracts and caused Alvarez damages of at least two hundred and eighty million, which represents what's left of his deal plus spon-
2: lost sponsorship money and and whatever.
0: So let me ask you, you this: that, now, that, I don't know ask, if I believe no, no, no.
2: that, Brian. I you don't know. know if I believe that that damages claim because if they all if Dazone decides to get back on the train and start paying to paying out thirty five mil a pop, then
0: we well, can if, get back to 280
2: real quick like and also that the, the, every it was re- whenever they say guaranteed for boxing you know that's not true if canelo starts losing midway through that deal they ain't paying him 35 mil like the, I, I, I don't know if you know that because they don't forget I don't, they were
0: nobody knows that well don't forget they were crazy freaking desperate to kill quote unquote kill pay per view by grabbing the biggest pay per view star in, in you know on the globe or whatever. But about that quote right there, okay? And, and besides the damages Alvarez alleges he is also he, seeking
2: can he, he allege damages for fights that he hasn't to that he hasn't scheduled that could happen four years from now? Listen, Judge Judy, I'm gonna get to a question for
0: you. It says I'm bes- the boss, Applesauce it says besides the damages Alvarez alleges he is also seeking punitive damages, attorneys fees costs of the suit and quote, a judicial determination that he is eligible to participate in bouts arranged and promoted by entities other than Golden Boy and broadcast by entities other than DAZN. So let me ask you this based on the language of what we just read. 11 pages of the 28 of the 24 are in. you've talked to Homer, you're friends with Kurt Esquire. You you know a few things. You're you're a, a quasi Ivy League guy over there at the uh Medill School of Northwestern. I don't whatever. Or right, I'm a college drop out. Me I don't care right? about That's your people. Okay? Called. I don't care about your you know, you think I care about your educated people? No.
2: Have you have you ever strapped it on and gone toe to toe with a Medildo? No. And thank
0: you for not being a uh, frat you're not a frat guy, right? You weren't in like Hell no. no. Thank you. Thank you. So at least somebody got the score right. Did from what you know read heard and believe? Did DZone and or Golden Boy break the promises they made to Alvarez, each other, and the boxing fans?
2: Well, look, the boxing fans don't matter in this. They are not part... This is not a class action suit. Boxing fans are not suing like they sued Manny Pacquiao for pretending he hurt his shoulder once upon a time. I'm telling you what Canelo's lawyers wrote. They said it. I know, I know. Look, there's some weird language in here. There's a lot of... The funny thing is that like even Canelo's lawyers apparently include not just his paid journalists, but also his low paid lawyers feel the need to butter him up in in the crap they write about him because it's like Canelo who was named the 2019 boxer <laughs> of the year by the BWA and Ring Magazine who was given the mythical title of the pound for pound best boxer in the world by a bunch of journalists who wanted access to him uh you know like all basically like listing all his accomplishments like what the, what does this matter like what does the contract say and did they break it? That is what should be in here. And they kind of tiptoe around the true details of that. Uh, probably because th- it would come out in Discovery and they want to hold that as a bargaining chip to maybe settle because Discovery is usually very embarrassing uh, for, for boxing companies and then they want to avoid that. Um, it was embarrassing for Oscar the last time it happened against PBC uh, or against Al Heyman. And so anyway... Um, I do think that the the zone pretty clearly, they've even stated it. It's been widely reported by cop and by Dan, the man, IDEC, all the main guys, all the beautiful guys have reported that, um, that the zone did want, you know, tried to pay Canelo less than he, than his guaranteed 35 mil per, uh, you know, per, per fight. And so that is an obvious attempt to breach the contract. Now, how the does one their thing, premier
0: thing hold up against that? Because that's what they say that
2: their premier. That's thing nuts. Holds. That's no, Mister. Um, and and their examples to prove, F, F, F the reported examples that Dan the Man is putting out that other championship level, world class fighters legit tests in, in, including Danny Jacobs and Sergei Kovalev, and you know, and Callum Smith and Billy Joe Saunders, the only real boxer who they're counting as a premium opponent is Triple G. That makes no effing sense, Brian. Also, just put some logic to that long term. If there's only one fighter in the world who is a premium opponent and he's 38 years old and has already fought Canelo twice, then where are the next eight fights going to come from on the deal. Who Who is he supposed to fight? There's no other premium boxers alive competing in the sport of boxing. It's, it's nonsense. Um, I don't know if legally a court would consider kind of how stupid that claim is, but any boxing fan could tell you immediately that is some world-class dumbness. That is like, I, I mean, you deserve to be punched in the face for saying some dumb crap like that. We are um, all
0: dumber for having heard – You say that at no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything
1: that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
2: Indeed, Brian, indeed. And so um, I don't think that the premium opponent issue because it's not specific if it's not specific what what how much can it really help if it's all open to interpretation and i just the only specific thing is that canelo gets 35 mil per fight and if they already paid canelo 35 mil to to fight non-premium opponents that who they've called danny jacobs and uh you know and and kovalev then why wouldn't they continue doing that when he fights other opponents who are equally you know, deserving on that level? Okay, I consider so we, Cal, Callum Smith is the Ring Magazine champion at 168. So
0: in your dime store understanding of this, and I'll go item by item, but Canelo versus Dazone, you say Dazone's guilty. Yes. Okay. Uh, here's what's interesting, though. Stefan Friedman, Golden Boys representative, came back with that quote that he sent to a few different people. And the, the the key part of that quote,
2: got send it to it, all your former tenants, bro. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the crux of that, the key part, was that Canelo. He says Canelo's beef isn't with Golden Boy, it's with the Zone. So they're trying to pass the buck here and basically say that, like what you said, this is all about money. At the end of the day, they guaranteed money; they're not paying it. But from what I've gathered skimming that 24 page document at least half of this is is still canelo versus oscar and canelo versus golden boy from what he believes is them um you know not being fiduciarily responsible for his well-being them negotiating to put on fights instead of his with the zone them for not communicating the full language and understanding of their own deal with the zone a lot of him versus them. How does that hold up from your understanding of guilty or not guilty golden boy in this lawsuit?
2: So my, and this is a, this is my layman's reading on, on this sort of the, the overall strategy involved is that Canelo has a real case against the zone. And we've known since law year, since last year, since before last year, um, you know, when cop broke the big story, about Canelo versus Oscar and how frustrated Canelo has been they're not on speaking terms you know Canelo I think they they're trying to work in an angle that can also get Canelo out of his relationship with Golden Boy uh by linking it to this to zone issue and I don't I don't pers- I don't know if that holds up it seems less strong of a case to me I am but again a completely lay opinion so that, to me, it seems like they're trying to sneak it in the back door. Oh, you know way. what I mean. Okay, good yeah. That's, <laughs> Look, the law firm of Kelly Maloney and Yusuf Mack. Um,
1: oh, my God.
0: God, wow, yeah, okay,
2: yep, yep. Anyway, right? yeah, you Hold yeah, on, I'm, let, I'm, me, let I'm me, trying to, I'm trying to get you out of this business, brother. I'm going to have um, to apologize ahead of time because I'm going to stretch his ass like it's never been stretched before.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Oh, God, what is, uh, what is Brian, that?
2: Brian, Brian, Brian. Wow. Here's, here's why I don't, the, the Golden Boy part of it doesn't hold up quite as much to me. As far as I know, I didn't see any specific instance of Golden Boy... Trying to get Canelo to accept DeZone's offer of half of his normal rate. Golden well, Boy wants the full price. And there's and they they seem to be on Canelo's side in this in this particular dispute. Now, Canelo has a laundry list of other legitimate complaints about his relationship with Golden Boy. When you talk to people in the boxing industry, they will tell you off the record or tell you on background sometimes that you know Golden Boy is one of the more disorganized or, le- or more difficult to work with uh, promotional companies in the business and they get and they really get a lot of leeway because of Canelo because you can't you can't stop working with them because if you do then you don't get to work with Canelo and so i under it's totally understandable why Canelo is frustrated why he wishes that one isn't the case why he thinks he can do better away from Golden Boy i don't know if that means if what's in this particular lawsuit is enough to to prove that Golden Boy breached its its relationship with Canelo and that Canelo can now is free to go.
0: Let me specify that a little bit Uh, where Friedman is saying uh, this is a zone issue, not a Golden Boy one. uh, Here's his statement that he gave to boxing scene. The Zone is the ones refusing to honor the contract by not approving the outstanding opponents we have presented to them and by refusing to pay the contractually required amount. Even though our contract specifically gives Golden Boy the right to wait until the pandemic is over and fans can return, in the best interests of boxing, Golden Boy is doing everything it can to make great fight happen. We remain ready, willing, and able to make a fight for Canelo. So that's fine, but the lawsuit disagrees with that. Exclusively, you know, extremely. It says the Alvarez contract did not require Alvarez to select Golovkin as an opponent in 2019 or any time thereafter. In fact, the Alvarez contract required that a bout with Golovkin would require additional guaranteed payment in excess of $25 million to be separately negotiated and that Alvarez was not told that Golden Boy had already entered into an agreement with Zone that gave DeZone a role in approving future opponents. Neither did Golden Boy disclose that they had represented to Zone that Alvarez would have a bout with Golovkin in 2019. So all that lawyer speak is basically saying, Golden Boy can say, hey, it's not on us, it's on zone, but Canelo specifically saying, no, Golden Boy, you're wrong. You did promise something to them that you're not telling me. The thing is, can Canelo prove that, Rafe?
2: Um, I, no one can prove a verbal agreement, right, unless they were, uh, unless it was recorded. And also, these deals happened, I believe, in uh, California, which is uh, – two side, you know, two party consent state for recording. So people had to be informed. You can't just walk in with a recorder and start uh and, and start recording people without their knowledge. In any case, I don't believe there's gonna be much evidence of that unless it's in the contracts. If this goes to Discovery, we'll see the contracts and we'll actually be able to tell did Golden Boy uh you know, did they did they put their did they stretch their neck out there a little too far and and screw screw this up? I kind of feel like they didn't. I, I feel like Golden Boy did what boxing people do to business people, which is play them, screw them, bamboozle them, hoodwink them. You know, you get a guy with you find the whoever shows up and thinks they're going to spend money and make a make a make a big splash in boxing, take their money, give them less than they asked for and kick them on their way out the door. I think that's what happened here. And what's interesting is if anyone shouldn't DAZN be the party alleging uh, damages against Golden Boy in that case? If Golden Boy made a hard promise to them for something that they couldn't deliver in a third Triple G Canelo fight rather than Canelo saying, I want out of my contract because my promoter made a made a promise to my network that I was going to take a fight that I haven't had to take and have still been paid everything I've been owed up until this point. And the reason that he's not getting paid right now is not because he's not fighting Triple G. It's because they're trying to weasel out of their contract. is trying to weasel out of the contract at 35 mil to, to fight Callum Smith or to fight Billy Joe Saunders, which, you know what? This all, what are y'all thinking that would be worth it right now there hasn't been a good boxing event yeah, there won't be, be a good boxing event until lopez fights lomachenko in a in a month what the hell and and as great as that fight is a fight that i would look forward to i am looking forward to more than i would look forward to almost any possible canelo fight other than better Biev. uh canelo versus any good opponent is the biggest event of the year right now, and probably will stay that way unless there's a huge heavyweight fight, which also might not happen.
0: It's just interesting to me that uh, hey, the man, that Golden Boy and Canelo, you know, could end up in in a lengthy court battle here, when it's generally assumed that Golden Boy kind of stole Canelo from Tudo Zabala's All Star Boxing. Remember that in two thousand nine, All Star filed this lawsuit in two thousand eleven, and then in twenty sixteen. Judges ordered uh, Golden Boy to pay $8.5 million to Canelo's former uh, promoter for basically stealing him from him. And, I mean, that's that's the dirty boxing game where morals and ethics don't mix. I just wonder if we're heading down that road. How strong is Oscar's lawyer-up game? Because, Rafe, I just feel like you just broke down whether Canelo has a legal case against them. But either way, I don't know. Let me add No, this is a fair question. I was going to say, either way, it just doesn't feel like Golden Boy has done Canelo right. But I don't know if that's fair to say. They did lead him into a DAZN deal in which he's guaranteed $35 million to, to, in theory, fight anybody. Yes. So, so maybe far, they it, didn't. He's doing great under it. Maybe they're embarrassing at times because Oscar's the head. But as much as I want to sit here and defend Canelo against zone, yes. Canelo versus... Golden Boy is a little bit more of a gray area. I think Canelo is a big enough star where he should have a Floyd level of control over his situation. But maybe you're right. Maybe this is a bit battle Canelo can't win in the court system and may get Dan Goosened in the long run. So maybe they just need to get the heck away from days in and figure out what other chumps are willing to pay $35 million to have him fight there. Is there anybody? No, because the zone had to break their own financial future to try to disrupt the market. It is well, what it is.
2: Uh, but look, I mean, Canelo can get twenty mil guarantee. You know what? No, that's not true. Okay, both. Uh, and again, these are numbers that existed pre-COVID, and we don't know what's going to happen to the pay-per-view market after. Right? It hasn't been tested yet. It ha- it won't, when it gets tested, it's going to be tested first by the Charlo brothers, then by tank and leo then by uh what is what's the other pay oh spence even that is not really spence garcia is not really close to a canelo fight so there's not going to be a a, a canelo level gauge of what the new pay-per-view market is until whenever canelo gets to fight on pay-per-view again which could be i mean if things get resolved quickly with the lawsuit it could be next year it gets uh if not it could be years from now who the hell knows but in any case um Canelo could get a very big probably get 30 million guaranteed for a pay-per-view fight now even with upside which may or may not come through. So he's not that far off from from getting that kind of money uh, under other circumstances.
0: All right, got to take a quick pause for the cause here, Rafe, because uh, we've been going hot, hard, and heavy on Big Red right there. I didn't this, wanna... is,
2: this is big news, man. we got to go hard and heavy. I
0: wanted to quickly pause you real quick, though, and ask you whether you are excited about the NFL season.
2: Oh, always, always, brother.
0: Okay, well, i I got something for you to stick deep in your cochlea if that's the case. You ever heard of a little piece of business called CBS Sports' Pick 6 NFL Podcast?
2: Yes, yes. The answer is yes. Thank you. Well, we'll... I was muted. I was muted. Of course, yeah, hell yeah. I listen to that biatch all the time. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. Um, here's the deal. Will Brinson and the crew, you already know they've been giving you a podcast every single weekday of the off season. but now with football finally here, COVID be damned, pick six is ramping up the frequency with a minimum of eight weekly episodes. Eight, Rafe. You want to get your fix eight times a week?
2: Look, uh, I like to get my fix seven times a day. If yep, you know what hey, I mean.
0: Hey. My, my yeah. All right. Uh, here's the deal: uh, eight, eight days a week, Pick Six will be there for gambling, fantasy picks leading up to games, and also there for recaps as soon as the NFL games end. For the most comprehensive NFL audio experience, I need you to download and subscribe to Pick Six on Apple Pod, Spotify, Stitcher and wherever else podcasts are found. Look, Rafe and I have a lot more to say about Big Red. Did Jamel Herring quit? Good God. Wow, we're going there. And uh, maybe a little bit more than that on the other side.
2: In two and two. Dig it. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7.
1: Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job uh, is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're on to find now. Mayor of Kingstown. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.
0: And we're back. BC, Boogs, Canelo in hell. The zone in court. What the hell's going on here? Yes,
1: they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in
0: hell. All right. Uh, okay. Wow. Wow. That's unsettling. Rafe, let me ask you a question.
2: There's a list of people, Brian. I'm not going to say who's on a list. Might it's not you. I'll tell you it's not you. Oh God. There's you... a list of people that if they died, um, like unfortunate, tragic, young deaths. No. I, would, I I'm planning on on tweeting that GIF. Okay. Samuel That's, Jackson.
0: Why are you so angry? Why have you been done wrong, Rafe? Uh,
2: mm, probably not, but that doesn't mean I can't be angry. Okay. Because you know I think
0: there's someone you can talk to if you're that angry. All right.
2: Bitch. You know what I want. <laughs> I
1: want to talk, Sam.
0: Lucas. Yes.
1: Like that bitch down the trail.
0: Because it's hard being black and gifted. All right, Rafe, I got to ask you this, because let's say Canelo was able to, with Golden Boy or not, to get out of the days in business through this. What are the most attractive potential pay-per-view opponents for Canelo outside of the DAZN universe?
2: Say this one more time. What are the potential for what something outside of the zone universe? Most attractive
0: potential pay-per-view opponents for Canelo outside, of, like you know, if this leads to to I don't know. For, again, for all we know, the zone may not be around in boxing anymore. If this leads to what we think it's going to lead to, and whether Golden Boy stays with him or not, let's get excited. Who are the fights you most want to want to make for thirty-year-old like Canelo?
2: The universe, the, the the gates open wide. Yes, and now we can actually see canell fight anybody If he
0: goes Koto in terms of his free agency and can just pick and choose. I mean is 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 Errol Spence at 160 at
2: is that high that was the first that was the first one that came to mind as a something that could potentially be enormous um, and obviously I think there's been talk of that I think we've talked about it here on this podcast I think it's I feel like I've read Spence may at some point because he is so big want to go up and do that uh look that would be great if, uh, and a lot rides on of course errol spence hasn't fought since being in the car crash last year uh he fights this he fights in november if he looks like errol spence of old like nothing has changed uh that fight couldn't come soon enough i would love to see that fight in a couple of years wh- however he makes his yeah. way up to 160 i don't know if canelo will want to fight at that weight at that point well, in time. who the hell that's, knows let's let's dream yes i love it all right, I love the I love me that because I like big guys like Kel Brook. You're not
1: you're not you're not fighting the five seven Sean Porter. What? Well, I you you not not fighting like big guys. Five Sean. Porter.
0: Uh, of course, you know, Beterbiev is is interesting. I I don't even know if, if I'd advise. Great Canola. fight.
1: It's
2: not much of a pay per view. Yeah, event. I don't
0: even know if I'd advise him to go in that direction. Um, I, I would
2: because I want to see somebody.
0: I was know, talking get on this
2: man f- his his comeuppance.
0: I was talking with somebody on the phone on the ESPN side of the street, and I I threw out there you know, Bud don't have a long line of people lining up. We hope we see Bud against maybe Kelbrook, whatever, you know, the against the Tartan Tornado, against your guy, JCR, you know, somebody coming up from 40. But what about Bud in this conversation? Uh, the person I was talking to who can't be named thought, you know, maybe Bud's realistic ceiling is 54 for like a super, super fight. Do you think Bud at 60 could compete with Canelo?
2: Um, I think that uh, look, I agree that it, that weight, that middleweight is just way too far up there for Terrence Crawford in general. But I also think that Terrence Crawford is a great, great fighter. Uh, for, first things first, you know, while we're while we're spinning way ahead in the future with Aero Spence and Terrence Crawford, we all want to see them fight each other first. Now, if Crawford beats Spence, which I think is very possible, if Crawford could beat Spence – and then he wants to try, you know, a dare to be great Mikey Garcia type jump, a Sugar Ray Leonard type jump, going up to face Marvin Hagler, that type of thing?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Why the hell not? It now is, is it gonna be risky? Are a lot of people gonna say you're signing your death warrant, you just it's just too big? Yeah, but he's also a great fighter who might be able to find a way to pull out a win in even even at that level. Okay, um, tell your family to write their will out. Yeah, um, maybe, right. maybe
0: well, it goes without saying both Charlo's big Charlo preferred, right? It goes without saying at 60, if you can do it, even at 68, if big Charlo had to move up, um, I think Caleb plant, well, Caleb plant is a, is a commodity for PBC long-term in the pay-per-view game. Tell me he's not, tell me um, he's not.
2: he, no, he is, he is, he is. I think that if you look at some of the younger fighters, you might be hitting on the real uh, the real big opponents down the line, if they continue to develop, we're talking David Benavidez. If he, you know, assuming he stays on the straight and narrow, we're his, talking if he,
0: get, if he can get his titties under one seventy five.
2: get uh, a few less tattoos on tites. Um, and, and Edgar Berlanga. I mean, obviously, there's so much to uh, to learn about Edgar Berlanga, but he looks very, very, very impressive. And he needs rounds. There, is his next fight, right? He's fighting Lanell Bellows next, guy who's never been stopped. So hopefully he will get some rounds. He's not near the level. He hasn't fought at that. But that's someone you look at and say, "Ooh, three years from now, that is something I might want to see."
0: Yeah, and I and I'm still in on B, BJ Saunders. If he's if Billy Joe Saunders is going to have a belt and be unbeaten, that's still the spoiler type style. Think Lada. Think. Prime Austin Trout.
1: Austin Trout, who seems to find a way to lose all of his big fights. Have you noticed that? God
2: (laughs) damn, Richard Dwyer. What? He's no longer invited into the bath staff tub (laughs) ever again. What the hell? Why hey, are you going to send the Austin Trump? Doing? to hell yeah, like that? Well, I don't he understand. fought bravely in many of those fights. Many really times. pushed Charlo Jamal Charlo down the stretch of that fight. Almost made it a draw on my card. I know in the Campbell household, he beat Canelo Alvarez back in 2013.
0: It, it did exist. Thank you. It did exist. Seriously, go back and if, you, if you're willing to – here's the deal. If you're willing to score the jab of – I know Canadi's jab is heavy. But if you're willing to score the jab of Gennady against Canelo on the level that I was in those two fights, then why wouldn't you be willing to score the jab of Austin Trout, who I thought won at least the first four rounds against Canelo cleanly by jabbing to the body. And you know, and then after getting up off the canvas, I thought he stayed in that fight and edged it out. Okay, take that. All right. Uh, Rafe, I can't linger here much longer. Uh, do you have any other... Uh, predictions on how this canelo thing ends where do we go what happens next what's gonna what are we doing here is i mean look cuz if you're canelo you're not gonna commit to sitting out for 2 years it's not you know it's not reasonable it's not i don't think golden Book can last i don't
2: know man i think that's exactly what you have to commit to what was let's look back at the andre ward case he was trying to get out of a deal with his promoter he what he fought once he fought edwin rodriguez in the middle of that somehow he took the one fight and in between that he didn't fight for like 3 years right
0: yeah yeah
2: um that's that's unfortunately look but he but fun, Ward wasn't
0: it's... financially motivated on that level and he certainly wasn't a draw on that level dude I'm, i don't care how much money canelo has which i assume is a lot if but you the, can the make court, 35 everything the court every process
2: single... takes a long time Brian. But there's if you nothing can make... you can you can't speed that up the 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 wheels of justice don't turn that fast and they don't, they don't move much faster for athletes just because they're great at their sport or really popular or have millions and millions of dollars. It just it, – it's still going to take a long time. Litigation takes forever. If they're going to get bogged down in this, it could take two years well, or at least another year. Now, well, in some ways you like- could say this is decent timing because ain't nothing happening this year anyway and – let's pray for a COVID vaccine as soon as possible so that we can start getting crowds back and the economics of boxing make a little bit more sense. Um, but even so it's a tough, it's, 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 it's he's going to lose time on his career and that's a shame. He's turning 30. He's right in his prime. He's really coming into his own as a, as a fighter who deserves the accolades of being considered a top pound for pound fighter, whether you have him number one or number three or wherever in that list, he's, and, and he's, and last year he took really good fights and won them convincingly. And just, he's, it, it's, it sucks, man. And it sucks for fighters who are coming up underneath him. It sucks for little Ryan Garcia who has to deal with, you know, whatever, I mean whatever. He, he, he makes enough of his own trouble with, with his social media bitch assness, but still. Oh,
0: whoa. Um, and, and, and the use of his, uh, of his impregnable ability. <laughs>
2: <laughs> his his defense is impregnable.
0: <laughs> so is his offense. It's, it's just ferocious. No, yeah, his offense is very impregnable.
2: DM's uh, is ferocious. Yes.
0: Um so uh, my final bit of wonder on this is again, like, I don't think either Dezone or or Golden Boy can last too long without him. So if you're DeZone, your response to this it's probably two ways. It's probably all right, this is as good a time as any to get out of boxing or it's how do we fix this and get Canelo back in and get this lawsuit off the, off the stacks? Do we just uh, be like, Hey, we were just fooling around. Here's not only 35 million to come back against Saunders, but here's another 35 on top of it. Uh, Cause we called the oligarch and we don't want to, uh, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to go down this road.
2: Look, I hope I, my, I, this is a pie in the sky hope on my part and I've, I imagine that Homer and our other more educated listeners will hit hit me up in the DMs, maybe both of us, and tell me that I'm an idiot for suggesting it. But the 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 way I could see to get out of this sooner would be, yeah, DAZN is trying to get out of this. They're trying to get out of boxing, and they want it to go away. And maybe they are more motivated to settle with Canelo and pay him some of the money that he could. You know, I I doubt they're going to cut cut him a check for 280 million but settle ahead of time and give some of that money and if golden boy gets enough of that money to let canelo go then boom we're back in it like like if the zone if they can cut like a three-way deal the zone will break off golden boy make them feel like they can survive long enough to rebuild without canelo right build around virgil ortiz who's going to be one of the next pay-per-view stars of boxing. I don't care what anybody says. Whoa, whoa, hell yes! Why not? From Texas, Mexican American, great kid, fun as hell to watch, and he's already better than top ten welterweights. Okay. okay. Um. In All any right. case, and he's what twenty two. Uh, Virgil Ortiz, buy all the stock If you if you got any money that's Go the, on Robinhood and buy VirgilOrtiz.com The
0: Rafe Bugs, uh, uh Liquid Crack Guarantee Alright, yes, we gotta yes. get off oh, of this Brian,
2: okay? wait, wait, we had to From the lawsuit, we, we didn't even, even touch On some of the most important aspects here Turns out that Canelo's legal first name Is Santos
0: Are you serious?
2: Yeah, right on page one, brother
0: I didn't read page Plaintiffs.
2: one Santos Saúl Alvarez
0: uh, is that like his mom oh well, look
2: Santo Saul Alvarez baragan
0: but look like I'm, I'm gonna say this as white man layman as possible other cultures tend to have extra names that they don't consider their real name, but it's part of their name. I don't oh, absolutely.
2: To... That's not uncommon at all. But it still is something that we didn't know. We're like, oh, damn. So, so you like, know, that's, that... that's Canelo's Well, my name. question,
0: is that like his mom's maiden name or something? I mean, Gennady's middle name is Gennadyevich because that's his dad's name, first name, Gennady. I don't get other people. I'm sorry.
2: I and, welcome them. And Canelo has a holding company that I guess that he gets some of his monies paid into Based in Nevada, called S.A. Holiday Inc. Oh wow, wow! Celebrate a, holiday Alvarez Holiday. It's a, <coughs> it's a. I get. I wonder if if um, he he uh, invites women to come have a holiday.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's done it many, many times, many times. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Rafe, did you also see where it was mentioned that DAZN, uh offered uh or was talking about doing a fight on a skyscraper
2: i saw that as well that's
0: pretty damn badass
2: hey why not was that that sounds like an eddie that sounds more like an eddie hearn idea fight callum smith on a skyscraper yeah yeah yeah, right right what did they say what what building it would have been Uh, maybe it's that his building in lower manhattan i don't know are they in the freedom tower i think they are
0: nothing says freedom like a Mexican icon atop the Freedom Tower in New York City, okay? I mean, I
2: I kind of dig the symbolism of that, uh, genuinely, um, especially during our current political climate. I think that would be cool, even cooler than uh, that that epic commercial of of Chavez Jr. and Canelo running through walls (laughs) for their pay-per-view back in the day.
1: Congratulations, you played yourself.
0: All right, uh, let's roll on here, Rafe, uh, unless Canelo has any other names. Uh, All right. Oh, but one other weird thing was uh, apparently Canelo tried to get Golden Boy this summer to get a new broadcasting home for him, as if that's contractually possible. Yeah, I don't I I
2: saw that as one of the um, wrongs that Golden Boy has supposedly committed against Canelo and that they've failed to do that is somehow a failure of their responsibility to him. That that doesn't make sense to me. Like they had an exclusive deal with one provider who turned out to be a a pretty bad business partner in these current in these day in this current climate, and that leaves them with a lot of bad options. And it seemed I don't I don't know. I guess Canelo believes and alleges that they should have done more to to make that happen with a different network, but then. They're getting sued immediately by DAZN, and that fight probably can't happen. You know, it's like, and then whoever whoever you took it, ESPN, Disney, Fox, PBC, they're getting sued by DAZN too. Yeah, DAZN DAZN's just... trying to get in everybody's pockets. It's I I, I understand why that didn't happen. Um, all right, let's go on here. Uh, let's go with last Saturday. Top Rank,
0: Bubble, Jamel Herring depend- defended his uh, WBO 130 title in what was supposed to be a nice, comfy setup fight. Before Carl Frampton against 37 year old Jonathan Akendo, a guy we'd seen, good looking Puerto Rican guy we'd seen against everybody, and typically loses when he steps up, but this was his last chance. So Rafe, he came out and did. I'm sorry, what a lot of fighters have done when they are the less skilled of the two. He better effing get inside on him, and he did, and he was yeah a little bit reckless, a little bit dirty but i have so many disrespectful things to say about what happened next everyone from the ref to the commission to the judges to jamel herring to the reaction of jamel herring to the reaction of the reaction of jamel herring's reaction when did boxing get so freaking soft Rafe?
2: wow wow throwing soft around here I'm i serious. look i don't know it i if some... i have got to see another tweet that says
0: Tim Bradley and Andre Ward need to apologize to get the frick out of here.
2: Yeah, I I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree that it was that big of a deal that he look, he got it. He did look for a way to get out of that. Did he quit?
0: Yes or no? No caveats. Did he quit? Yes or no?
2: I don't look. I don't think that the answer is yes.
0: Have say it. Just freaking say it. Okay, no, look for Okay, way fine.
2: Out. Sure. He wanted out of that fight because he knew he was winning and he knew he was going to win if he got out of it. So my it was problem the, to ain't me, with it's Harry? the same as Mikey against Salido back yes. in the day. Yes. It's the same. But here's thing. my problem: you have the fight in the bag and you realize that the chances are pretty good if you say that you can't go on anymore. It either goes to the cards or, in this case, the weird automatic. DQ thing that, that Tony weeks ended up ruling, which I've heard different sides say was the correct or was the incorrect. I don't really care if it was correct. Cause Herring won won that fight was winning that fight. Is it a little annoying because boxing, you know, championship fights are 12 round events. And if you are, and the reason that they are 12 round events and they don't just, I, I one, one of the takes that did strike me as really dumb was that in these championship fights, that, that, Oh, Jamel Herring won that fight already. He didn't. Uh, yeah. What was he going to prove by sticking around the next four rounds? Well, that's not how the sport works. If any of you want to go back and watch Mike Jones fight Randall Bailey and shut him out for nine rounds, get knocked down in the 10th, and then get sent to the yes. deepest, yes. darkest nether regions of hell, never to which return from. Yes,
0: just like Officer Molina. That's why you have to fight
2: if you're a champion in a 12-round fight defending your belt. That's why you're expected to do that. But at the same time, fighters, if they read the situation correctly, knew they were going to get out of it with a win. I don't blame him for doing that.
0: I want to talk here. I want to say some things, okay? Hell no! No! Yes, Herring did quit. I'm I'm sorry, it is. It doesn't mean I'm damning him. It doesn't mean I'm talking bad about this Marine who's got two special needs kids and he fought COVID twice in a row. You can have a tough night at the office. You also, in my eyes, don't have to be uh, willing to die every second of the day. I actually have a little bit more problem with one of the greatest referees of all time, Tony Weeks. Rafe, I don't think he really warned uh, Okendo a lot. And so for him to make the call that it was intentional... No, Rafe. Um, here's the deal. Your boy Vo, that was intentional when he speared Floyd in the face with his head. That was like that was like that was. That I'm was looking like for Bobby a Bobby Boucher
2: style. Yes, headbutting. He was that like,
1: was. Roo! No, 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 they didn't. But you can imagine what it'd be like if they did, right? Well, huh?
2: you know, huh, huh, It
0: did exist. Um. That was not intentional, what Okendo did. And, I, you know, even people like Dan Rafel, who, again, I respect, would go, was going on and on about Twitter, about how so many headbutts and it was intentional. Here's the deal. That's part of the game. That's a game within the game. You know, I said this on Morning Combat. Rafe, you play pick-up hoops, things get chippy. There are things you can do within the game, whether there's a referee there or not to sort of stem the tide against the chippiness and stand up for yourself. So everything Andre Ward said that's supposedly too harsh, it's not at all. Do you know what made Andre Ward great? If you fought him dirty like Saki Obika tried, he'd dig in and get dirtier than you, right? It, what him and Bradley were saying about what Herring wasn't doing to try to stop Okendo from from walking him down and getting inside, that was spot on. I have a problem with Weeks. Once he branded this as intentional, he gave Herring the opportunity to do exactly what he did. Say I'm done conveniently when Okendo was coming on. they ain't you know, Margarito against Kodo 2 in the back of Jimmy's Corner argument. I'm sorry, Okendo was coming on. He was finally actually landing punches in round 7 and 8 and was coming on and Herring was uncomfortable. I'm not here to tell you Herring's eye wasn't shut enough for him to say well, also, I quit. Well, also,
2: Brian, let me just... Add a little bit of context here, but we probably should have mentioned off the top, because it is true that you know Herring went to the hospital after the fight. They found that he had scratches around his retina. He, you know, it was he had a real eye injury but it was that probably was
0: wasn't it some that? of it pre-existing.
2: There was also I read a pre-existing fracture, uh, you know, a, a somewhere around the orbital that if. He had continued getting headbutted. If it got worse, it could have presented a greater uh, risk to his eyesight or, or yeah, general so health again, of his eyeball. I'm, I'm no and it hurts guy. to get punched in the eyeball.
0: Do you know how hard you have to hurt to break a man's face? Um, I'm not I'm not some blood-and-guts warrior here myself. I'm not saying he didn't have the right to do that. I'm saying Tony Weeks, I thought, gave him an opportunity that didn't deserve to be there. Was Okendo being reckless and trying to muck it up? Yes. But, Rafe, every freaking... Holy yeah. field or Tim Bradley fight has had that every time you get these slower guys who don't have the same skill level. That's how they fight. That's the only way you're going to do that against a boxer. It's up to the, it's up to two people, the boxer to make it stop either through hitting him or through standing up to him and two, the referee to establish a warning system that takes away points and then eventually disqualifies. I would have had...
2: Stop leading with your head.
0: I would have had more respect if Tony Weeks landed out a series of warnings that ended in a disqualification than him branding that headbutt what he did, which was, you know, intentional. I don't think it was intentional. Was there intention? Yes, it wasn't intentional, though. The one that caused the headbutt? By the way... Vasier, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's, the, what's the guy's name? O'Kendo. O'Kendo landed punches on the headbutt, right? He, yeah, yeah, the heads clashed, but he landed punches. My point is he was blurring the line looking for Tony Weeks to establish that line. Tony there is never a, did. You're, you're,
2: this is a great point, Brian. There is a difference between an intentional foul headbutt and leading with your head, which is not you're not supposed to do. It. It's the ref's job to warn that. It's the same, if you're, it's the same as if your punches... Are like the like a guy who works the body a lot and whose punches stray low and is right hitting the borderline too much and needs to be warned to be kept in line, versus a guy who is Danny Garciaing someone's nuts when he's losing a fight or Abner saying someone's nuts yeah, when he's losing Danny a fight. leave Danny out
0: of this, please. Leave Danny out of this. It's Danny's night. Um, so I, so look, I I get a few things. I get that people have so much respect, rightfully so, for Herring, that they don't even want to hear talk of this. But you gotta get past that, okay? Boxing. That's like I mean, I mean, come on. Sorry. Yeah.
2: We're we're evaluating the sport here. Jamel Herring is an A triple plus human being, a better, stronger man, human person. Fuck man, woman, whatever. He is better and stronger and has been through so much and is so admirable and deserves all of the praise for what a person he is that has nothing to do with an individual fight or or what kind of overall fighter he is
0: And number 2 like i feel bad that herring ultimately had this ending went to the hospital and then decided to check his mentions and decided to let this get to him to the point where he was like openly contemplating retirement on twitter and then he's
2: Tweeting well, we, pictures of, of text from his wife. I know, like, like that was that, too
0: much. Like that was so that's on him, number one. No, no, and it's then, too much.
2: It sounds horrible.
0: And number two, uh, or number three, wherever we are, I don't understand all of these people. Journalists on Twitter, again, people I respect going, you know, coming at Ward in, in Bradley. One, number one, if anyone's allowed to say that stuff, it's them. I could get, if you would say, oh, what's Kriegel now or what's Campbell now? These guys don't fight. You know, I, could get, I get that. I don't believe in that, but I get it. Ward and Bradley, good God, here's Bradley, a guy who is blood and guts. Ward, a guy who always defended against blood and guts fighters so perfectly. If anyone can sit there and be harsh and constructively say, I'm sorry, Herring doesn't look like he believes in himself as a champion. I don't like his chances against Frampton if he's going to fight this way. What do we want? Do we want announcers that are in people's pocket? Everyone seems to complain that there's no Larry Merchants anymore. Nobody speaks up. Everyone toes the company line. Ward and Bradley, were they critical? Yeah. They weren't overly anything. They expected more out of Herring. We all did. It was a setup fight. He didn't look great. So I don't know how people are saying Bradley and Ward needed to tailor their analysis and not be hard. Like get
2: out of here. Here's the thing, Brian, Uh, Jamel Herring is not, you know, he's, he's, he's been through everything he's been through. He's, uh, he is such an admirable and also just genuinely good, nice guy. He calls in to podcasts on his own. Like I've heard him call on the podcast, call into the podcast that Brandon Stubbs and Adam Abramowitz do on his own just to talk boxing with them. Like he's not a guest. He just calls up Abramowitz. is like, yo, let's chop it up, bro. So that, and, and he's like that with all media, anyone who gets a chance to interact with him. And that buys him all of this goodwill. And it makes it challenging in a situation like this. Cause you don't want to ever say anything bad about him. You don't want to criticize him. You want to root for him, but it's not our job to do that. So our job to act like realistically, or or honestly at least you know we don't have to be right all the time but at least give an honest uh you know assessment of what we are seeing in a fight of what should what we think will happen in a fight and and present it not without with without all of that emotion and spin and whatever or whatever else contributes to it the fact is Brian look Jamel Herring's a quadruple plus man he is a B fighter he won this championship it was vacant. He beat Masayuki Ito, who won it vacant or something like that, over Christopher Diaz, who never did anything after except lose to Shakur Stevenson in a shutout. This is a this is a like a made up WBO belt. It is it, it's weak and that's fine. I'm happy he got it. I'm glad that he's getting this push. He deserves it. He's a very uh, you know the, the U.S. Olympic captain. I mean, he. Like that's fine, but when it comes down to it, when he has to fight somebody really, really good, who is young, uh, he's gonna get beat. You know, we and we saw him. We saw Denis Shafikov, Dengis, get in that ass and basically beat the fight out of him. We've seen, you know, it happened. It did. It did. In fact, Uh, the Russian, I think, is is more to my liking. It was
0: more to my liking in that fight. My final issue with this. And this will transition into my issue with the Ugas fight, which I'll mention in a second, is I didn't really understand the card. So here's the deal. Andre Ward, was he, you know, again, he was super critical of Herring. So he had it four rounds to four at the end, but Herring winning because of the point from the knockdown and the point from the headbutt. By the way, it was a beautiful knockdown, on an uppercut. He should have done more of that. Um, Four rounds is generous for Okendo. But at the same time, anybody to watch that fight and act like Okendo, I thought he won round one. I thought he won seven and eight. Even three, if you think is Janet, gener- I don't get how the judges can have it eight to zero herring, eight to zero herring, and seven to one herring. Again, he didn't look that great. All right? Like... Uh, Like, even if you didn't think Okendo was landing completely clean, he was making Herring fight the fight he didn't want to. I don't understand how we give up on things like ring generalship. We give up on things like defense. In the skinhead sport, you don't score defense. It's all damage. In boxing, there's a five-point system on scoring, supposedly we just give up often we, we we either overly favor the heavier guy punching guy or we just give up on the idea that a guy if you if i make you fight a, if i delphine pursue your ass rafe you better give me the respect on the cards did did you watch in that fight? Did you think? I mean, OK, no, give me
2: the respect that I deserve or I'm going to take it by force.
0: Exactly. So I didn't like that. And let's transition into that awful Sunday night PBC on Fox main event. Ugas wins what I hate, which is WBA offering another bastardized welterweight. There's already two WBA welterweight champions. There may be four. Uh, thank you, Errol Spence, for tweeting out how hypocritical this is. Um, But Ugas. Did he say that? He he, in his own way, he was like, "I don't understand. Isn't Manny the WBA champ? And somebody else is the WBA regular champ. Why do we need a WBA interim champ?" Um, Regis Regis Progerius just beat Adago. Yeah, you, you know, look, here's the deal. Like, you know, uh, show me somebody better looking than Chriselle Jerry, please, right? at the end Ooh, of the day? I can't. Thank I,
2: can't, you. I cannot um, do that.
0: Alright, I don't know if you watched the fight. Ugas faced Abel Ramos, who by the way turns out is the uncle of that guy, Jesus Ramos from the double orgasm. Jesus was on the undercard and in his corner. Look, Abel had two moments in this fight. Two times he rocked Ugas, kind of caught him off balance and wobbled him a bit. You want to give him those two rounds? Fine. You want to give him one more round? Okay. Ugas outclassed a C fighter he was supposed to in a Bad PBC on Fox main event. He outclassed him so badly, Rafe, that he stood right in front of him and wasn't afraid of the power and just kept countering cleanly. I know we hate CompuBox stats when people use it to explain something, but he landed twice as many punches at a better percentage. More jabs at a better percentage. More power shots at a better percentage. Please, because this is why I'm upset. Justify the scorecards here. Two judges, seven to 5 for Ugas. The third judge, your boy Dr. Lou Moret, who's 70 something, had it 117-111 for Abel Ramos. Like, you know, it, it could be a robbery, but it's still an effective robbery. It's still a hey, robbery, Rafe. Uh, what give is me a this? Is, here. Give this ain't even the this ain't even the money fighter. If Ugas performed bad and they I gave I don't know it if Ugas
2: is a money fighter either, chief.
0: That's a fair point. But Rafe, like You know, I don't even know if the other two judges were female or not, but I'm still going to hit you with this.
1: That woman judge who had it even, please, please, that's why I'm on fire.
0: That's why I'm upset. Uh, This is just bad. We have enough judging situations in which the house fighter, the, the young prospect gets the win when they don't deserve it. It's almost expected in boxing. It's that BS. We don't need these extra BS moments. Please, did you see any of that fight? Explain to me how this is possible.
2: Look, Brian, I watched the fight, and you bring up CompuBox, which that is helpful context. The thing is, in this case, you didn't need stats to tell you that your Yordanis Ugas won that fight, that he— controlled almost all of it except for the couple of times he got rocked that he dealt with an aggressive hard-working lunch pail ass guy who went in there tried you know but it, it, he, he outclassed him like he was expected to he's much bigger it just i don't i don't understand it either i guess for me brian and i'm sorry if i disappoint you i i cannot marshal up the umbrage over this particular injustice because it's one of those well the, I'm just, I know it's a terrible cliche, and there are times where, when it pisses me off. But for whatever reason, with this one, I feel like, look, the right guy won. Nobody really cared in the first place. Probably nobody or not that many people watched it. Just move on. Who cares? It's done. Okay, Let well, it. it, it nothing, did watch it? it? The, the, know, the, the, overall, it's fine.
0: I was really mad because I was exhausted. It was Sunday night. I had drinking some things at a backyard cookout. And I was falling asleep, but I'm like, no, I'm going to watch this. And the fight wasn't good. It's the same story. Ugas is really good. I thought he beat Porter. He's of that ilk. I want to see him eventually get into a fight again with one of those. And you know what's going to happen, Rafe? He's going to get Lara'd. He's going to look good, not throw enough punches, and lose a decision that you could argue he's going to win. We already know his endgame. But I still watched it, and at the end was like, ah man, this fight's dunk. And then this happens. So somebody else was watching that fight, and it's somebody I respect.
1: Marcos Viejas has done a spectacular job.
2: The journalist. Bob the journalist.
0: Home. The journalist. His scoring's great. He had a 12-0.
2: Ooh, God, oh. I had a 9-3. He had a 12-0. Marcos, put him on every broadcast. He is the scorer. 12-0. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't think there's that crazy either. I mean, you know, if you, you if, I, I kind of agree that in the rounds where it looked like a guy was hurt and the other guy just did some nice boxing, uh you you could give the I feel like Ramos deserved those but uh I could see you know I could see someone saying look Uga still controlled the like 2 minutes out of every round or 2 minutes out of the rounds even when he was hurt just he was a little bit rocked a couple of times um in any case uh, Look, Ugas won. He deserved to win. The cards are ridiculous. I don't know who. I, I'm not even used to seeing Zachary Young and Edward Hernandez, senior, the other two judges. But at least, at least they got the score closer to right. Stop so that So I say, crap. thank you, men. Stop that!
1: <sighs> Boy, it's frustrating. It really is frustrating.
0: Okay. All right, uh, quickly here, uh, on Tuesday, Top Rank unveiled their October schedule. It wasn't a, you know, Showtime up front or anything crazy, but it's a good batch of fights. I want your reaction to each one. Are you ready, Rafe?
2: I'm so ready.
0: October 3rd, Saturday night on the Plus, Jose Zepeda against Ivan Baranchik.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yes, indeed. That one was awesome the first time. I hope it's awesome this time. I mean, the first time it was scheduled. You know thank what I mean. You, you, you know what I mean. Damn it!
0: Friday, October 9th on regular ESPN. Emmanuel Navarrete moves up to one twenty-six and fights Ruben Vija, who's unbeaten eighteen and zero, but only has five KOs for the vacant WBO feather title.
2: Hey, that's a very. I, I'm. We haven't seen Navarrete in a meaningful fight since the two Isaac Dogbe fights. He's been feasting on nothing. I'm, I'm less than nothing for a long time. And it's good to see him in what should be an interesting fight. He'll be tested via is for, you know, he's from Salinas, California. I think central Valley kid tough, uh, was a really good amateur, very slick boxer, obviously does not have much power. I think that it'll be fun to see this fight. It'll be fun to see the contrast in styles. And if, via can can outbox a championship level opponent for 12 rounds because that would be a it's a huge step up of class for him and Navarrete is big and tall and does his does his thing those big wide punches that never stop it's it's a cool fight
0: uh, Saturday, October 17th. And again, shout out this is on regular ESPN. This is this is seriously, this is great for boxing because I do think this is your best fight of the year on paper. It's going to be Lomachenko. It's going to be Lopez. They made the deal. Uh, Lomachenko reportedly taking less money. ESPN kicking in some to make sure this is not a pay-per-view. But do you have an issue with Top Rank's uh, PR report, the, the press email probably from your guy, Corn calling Loma the boxing Barishnikov?
2: I feel like I've seen that before. Who, who cares? Okay, Whatever. It's okay. it's it's PR.
0: What is it going to take for you to follow Evan Korn on
2: on uh, on Twitter? If I get a job in boxing again. Okay. Thank you.
0: All right. Uh, Friday, October twenty third. Arthur Betterbeev defends his two light heavy titles against Adam Deans, Deenis, Dines. It's going to be in Moscow on regular ESPN, two p.m. Eastern. Rafe.
2: Hey, I like that. That well, makes okay, it easy. Yeah. Other than that, watching that fight, eh, it's going to be a challenge, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, be- it won't because it's fun to watch. I mean, better be of, he does not play with his food. He is going yes. to take that German and send him to Russian hell. He's yeah. going to punch him all the way to Siberia and where where Ruslan Provodnikov will eat his liver raw. I'm
0: going to kick his ass. Remember, remember champ, I'm going to
2: kick your ass.
0: And then it's Naoa That guy anyway. was Polish. Saturday on uh, the Halloween, Saturday night on the Plus, it's way. It's Jason Maloney. Very fired up for that. Yes.
2: All right. Yeah, Brian, uh, Rafe, you're, you you're fired to see uh, Inoue fight the guy that Emmanuel Rodriguez beat in the WBSS before yes, yes. he got sent to hell in two rounds yes. by Inoue?
0: Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, you, Rafe, you know that um, a couple weeks from now, September 26th, going to be a busy night. Charlo on Charlo. Uh, skinheads are giving us Israel Adesanya against Paulo Costa, two unbeatens. Um By the way, this is one of the better fights on paper, like in a long time for that middleweight title. It's going to bang. But did you hear what else is that day? Okay.
2: The talk. Okay. No talk. A, Scot- a Scotsman? No, right Against some Thailand no, guy? No. What? I'm talking about
0: the finals of the WBSS Cruiserweight Tournament live from Munich, Germany. According to Cali Solarland, it's Unel Dorticos versus Myris Brightus, September oh, yes. twenty-six, brother.
2: That's huge, Brian. I thought that was supposed to be later in the year. That's fantastic news.
0: Um, I don't know what TV. I'm I'm
2: mailing in my apology to you and Luke Thomas and the Charlo brothers D'Zone. because Dazone's got th- that.
0: DeZone's back, dude. I I got that Dazone-ish.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I love it. I love it. I wanted to see that fight so bad. I'm glad it's still happening. The KO doctor. briatus That's a, that's such a dope fight. It'll be so much fun.
0: They haven't fought, right?
2: They have not fought yet. Okay.
0: This is great. So it's going to be a Cali party. Shout out to Cali for making that happen. All right, Rafe. Uh, I don't think I had anything else but a quick look at this weekend, which you're not going to care about because this weekend blows. Rafe, you ready for this?
2: Yeah, I can't wait.
0: I'm not working off of Dan Raphael's Facebook uh, schedule, which we should be. So add Dan Rayfield.
2: Thank you. You got the score. Dan right.
0: Rayfield Boxing. Um, here we go. Friday night from Russia, Rafe. It's uh, on televised in our area. Fedor Chudenev versus Umar Sadiq, 12-round super middleweights. Do you care about that at all?
2: I I always mix up the Chudinov fighters, but I like one of them, the one who fought George Groves and then almost won but then got knocked out. But, all no, right. I don't care.
0: Well, here's what's going to be interesting in the co-main event. Six rounds, heavyweights. Are you prepared for this?
2: I don't know. Is it more Kevin Johnson? Is the kingpin back?
0: Uh, MMA heavyweight, recently uh, UFC guy, recently Bellator guy, Sergey Karatanov will make his pro boxing debut against the dried husk of 47-year-old Mike Tyson conqueror Danny Williams, brother.
2: Oof, oof.
0: Um, I don't um, know if you've been following Danny Williams' career after the Tyson fight. Is that have you?
2: I think I know, but I did listen to. I think it, listened to him on Boxing Life stories with uh, Tris Dixon. Tris Dixon, ve- a well-built man, right? Oh my God! Just uh, like he calls himself a big lump, he, he is one. He's a nice guy. Also, really nice guy. good ass dude. Yeah, good ass writer. I, I, he's he's up there. He's like one of the triple threat people in world boxing media. What I mean, he, are those? triple? He can write. He's, he's, he can edit. He's smart. He does audio well. He does video well. He cares about he the right stuff. Does he I gym? recommend some Tris Dixon. All right. Well, Danny
0: Williams is 54-28, and 28, Rafe, and he he fought like four times last year. Yikes. And you know what? His record's not as gross as you think. He knocked out unbeaten Bobon Filipovich in 2019, who hey, was 24-0. Did you know that? I, that's news to me. He fights a lot of guys that are either five and zero. Last, he beat a guy in November who was zero and eight. He fights a lot of guys who were six and thirty-six. He fought some pro debut guys. Oh God, this is gross. I guess this is what happens, Rafe. Right? This is what happens. That's,
2: these are the breaks.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, F that. Let's get out of here. Uh, also, this weekend, Saturday night on the plus ESPN, Las Vegas, the Mean Machine Edgus Kavaluskis I've got a Lithuanian, is going to take on my guy. People forget about this guy, Michael Zuski, the Canadian heavyweight – or, sorry, the Canadian welterweight. Ten rounds welterweight. Zuski's got a um, glossy
2: record. Good-looking kid, can bang a little bit, probably going to lose here. You like this? Grab a brewski and enjoy the Zuski. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'm i also – look, my the real my real interest in that is see, tr- trying to get a better – gauge on the mean machine because he's a guy we have we we saw we didn't see much of we saw him draw with ray robinson then we saw him in that fun ass fight get you know get the knockdown that he wasn't credited for against terrence crawford before crawford came back and beat the living shit out of him and uh but he looked good he looked like a real fighter and i want to see more of him i want to see if he is as you know if he is a contender just not a crawford level fighter
0: Uh, Decent main of co-main, decent. Yeah, I I like that one. Ten rounds featherweights Miguel Mariaga against Joette Gonzalez, and if you don't remember Joette, Shakur basically was like, "I beat Joette, and I hit his
2: sister, right?" Uh, And and if I recall correctly, that was the fight in which um, Kriegel in the ring said, "Shakur, you've been in the ring with this man for twelve rounds. You know what's in his soul." And then just yeah. ask normal questions after that. Um, yeah, look, that's an awesome fight, I think. Lots of fun. I think it will, it will have a lot of action. Uh, Joet, this is, I think it's evenly matched and a really good test for Joet to see if he can bounce back from, you know, nothing wrong with losing to Shakur Stevenson, who is a elite talent and already an elite fighter, pretty much. Um, so I'll, it'll give us, it, Mariaga is a hell of a measuring stick. He has only lost to guys like, you know, Axeman, Nicholas Walters, Vasily Lomachenko, and uh, and uh, Oscar Valdez.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Also on Saturday, it's going to be from uh, uh, London. Anthony Yard versus Deck Spellman, 10 rounds light heavyweights. We haven't seen Yard since he gassed out against gassed out Kovalev, right?
2: Yeah, it is true, and I'm looking forward to seeing him back. All right.
0: Somebody told my, my coworker, Brent Brookhouse, said this co-main event, 10 rounds middleweights is going to be good. Mark Heffron versus Denzel Bentley. I haven't heard of these guys.
2: I don't know. An absolute humdinger, Ryan. Hard, man. You can have my
0: hardcore card back, okay? Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Rafe, that's the show. Thank you for jumping on so quickly to get to this Canelo news with me. Thank you for making me a part of your life.
2: This we had to do it brian we had to do it this is this 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 is what boxing is about in 2020 um it did
0: exist yes and
2: i'm glad we jumped on this news we jumped on it we jumped on it thank you
0: all right for rafe bugs it's your boy bc uh the the skinheads are coming for us all uh get ready a couple weeks away from the big launch of the morning combat every day in your in your everything in your eye holes too on youtube whatever that's it Charlo pay-per-view right around the corner uh yeah all right go canelo Go, go.
2: We out. We out.
0: We out. out. We out. We out. The kind of a kind of a slow exit. Uh, You're you're slow.
1: You're slow. You're easy. I'm going. uh, Yeah, slow, bro. You're slow. S L A O.
0: Yes. Okay. We we're still out. Thank you.
1: We need to talk. The acclaimed Showtime original docu-series, Couples Therapy, returns
0: with an addictive and revealing new season. Dr. Orna is back in session, helping four new couples grapple with real issues from religion and sex to polyamorous power dynamics. Collider says Couples Therapy is like nothing else on TV. It's Break Up or Break Through on the new season of Couples Therapy. Now streaming with the Paramount Plus
2: with Showtime plan. Visit ParamountPlus.com to try it free.